Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sis. And God bless you for that powerful session and um, powerful worship. And yes, you were praying about us being really sensitive this month and also winning souls and just glorifying God and just letting him know that we adore him. And it's true. We need to continue to pray for sensitivity that we will grow even more with God this month and this whole year um, in fairness. So thank you so much for that. God bless you. Good morning, everyone. Today is the 1st of February, Tuesday, the 1st of February. Glory be to God in the highest. We are privileged to see another month, a glorious month, the shortest month of the year. I'm just thankful that God has continued to remain faithful. He always will be anyway, but it's just always interesting and brings a smile to my face when I think about how good he is to us, his dear children. And just like we prayed today, we pray that we will please him even more this month. Amen. So today, I'm just going to look at a chapter which I believe we all know, chapter in the Bible which we all know. It comes from the book of Matthew. Um, yesterday we spoke about worrying and it was very powerful actually um, when you think about what worry does to the believer it it cripples the believer I um, the interesting thing about worry about anxiety about doubt um, they are like uh, trees if not controlled they can become trees and then the branches are decisions wrong mentalities that come as a result of being in that space of mind and so anytime someone is worrying i always say they tend to make really bad decisions or they tend to say things they shouldn't say do things they shouldn't do essentially yes like i rightly said they make really bad decisions um and it's never a good place to be in and i thank god that he's always telling us and reminding us that if we do ever find ourselves in this state a state of panic state of confusion that we have to run to him we have to come to him and release our burdens onto him and allow him to shed light on the situation and to give us comfort and give us peace keyword allow so in order for us to allow we have to open up and surrender the situation to him so he can take it because ironically some people who are in that state it's like there are some who are so used to being warriors and overthinkers that even if they have nothing to worry or think about, they see that as problematic because they're so used to it. But this is your month of change. If you are that kind of person, this is the month of change. This is the month where that will no longer happen, where anything that happens, whether good or bad, you will talk to God about it and you will let him have control of it, not you hallelujah that's not what i'm gonna talk about today um but it just i just felt like reminding us of what we spoke about yesterday okay so let's pray heavenly father we just give you glory on an adoration we thank you for this day the first of february oh what a privilege what an honor to be able to witness the first day of the second month of the new year we're really really grateful god today as i speak lord please speak through me let it not be me that talks to your dear 
beautiful, beloved people. Help me, Lord, to say exactly what you want me to say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right. So today we're going to look at Matthew chapter 19. Okay, I'm gonna put it in I'm gonna put it in the group, Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 to 28. Just gonna read through it quickly. I have it here. It's the passion version, so I'm gonna put it in the group. It's about the rich man. I think we briefly talked about it yesterday, actually. Um I've just put it in the WhatsApp group and I'm gonna try and put it in the Zoom group. If someone can please help me put it in the telegram. That would be great. God bless you. Okay, so we're going to quickly read due to time. Matthew chapter 16, sorry, Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 to 28. A rich man questions Jesus. Then a rich man approached Jesus and bowed before him saying, Wonderful teacher, is there a good work I have to do to obtain eternal life? Jesus answered, Why would you call me wonderful? God alone is wonderful. And why would you ask what good work you need to do? Keep the commandments and you'll enter into the life of God. Which ones, he asked. Jesus said, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie. Honor your father and mother and love those around you as you love yourself. But I've always obeyed every one of them without fail. The young man replied, what else do I lack? Jesus said to him, if you really want to be perfect, now go and sell everything you own. Give your money to the poor and your treasure will be transferred into heaven. Then come back and follow me for the rest of your life. When the young man heard these words, he walked away sad for he had great wealth. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, listen, do you understand how difficult it is for the rich to enter into heaven's kingdom realm? In fact, it's easier to stuff a heavy rope through the eye of a needle than it is for the wealthy to enter into God's kingdom realm. Stunned and bewildered, his disciples asked, then who in the world can possibly be saved? Looking into their eyes, Jesus replied, humanly speaking, no one, because no one can save himself. But what, G what seems impossible to you is never impossible to God. Then Peter blurted out, here we are. We've given up everything to follow you. What reward will there be for us? Jesus responded, listen to the truth. In the age of the restoration of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me, who have 12 thrones of your own and will govern the 12 tribes of Israel. For anyone who has left behind their home, property, leaving family, brothers or sisters, mothers or fathers or children for my sake, they will be repaid a hundred times over and will inherit eternal life. But many who push themselves to be first will find themselves last and those who are willing to be last will find themselves first. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. Now, I find this scripture very interesting um, because, first of all, when the man asked, what can he do 
to obtain eternal life, Jesus referred him to the Ten Commandments. Well, he didn't say the Ten Commandments, he said the Commandments. And, you know, through example and through his teachings, Jesus did talk about the Commandments and how they're still valid. They still need to be adhered to and followed. There's permanent validity of the Ten Commandments. And that's why he said that he said that you must keep the commandments and enter. And then the man now said that he does this without fail. And I kind of chuckled at that because I was thinking, really? Okay, it's possible that he, let's just say that he didn't do any of these things. Okay, he didn't murder, he didn't commit adultery, um, didn't steal on a father or mother or anything. But is his heart still correct? Is his heart still in the right place? Because it's possible to not do these things, but the other things that is required for you to do, you don't do it. So, you know, when you say there's good people, oh, he's a good person, he gives to charity, he's always helping his neighbor out, but is he a follower of Christ? No. Maybe that's the only cause there. He's not a true follower of Christ, but everything else about him is good, but he doesn't follow Christ. He doesn't do what he's supposed to do in terms of making disciples of all nations in terms of um, helping other people to believe helping other people to see christ in him these are the things that he possibly wasn't doing so now jesus replied and said um if you really want to be perfect <laughs> go and sell everything you own now of course i know when jesus said this to the man it was going to have a reaction because when you normally tell someone to let go of everything it's not going to be an easy discussion i mean probably this man has amassed wealth from hard work from dedication he has a well stand he's probably well standing in his community he adores how i'm just hypothetically speaking probably adores the respect that he receives from his stature from his standing within the society and also, it probably wasn't even easy to amass that wealth. It was part of his identity. This is who he was. He was a rich man. People knew him as the rich man. We don't even know his name, but we knew that he was rich. So it was part of his identity and probably a big part of his identity. And so when Jesus told him, you know, strip yourself of your current identity and come and take on a new identity, so let go of your riches let go of what you think makes you who you are and makes you think this is what i'm about and come and adopt a new identity give that treasure to the poor and follow me for the rest of your life and your treasure will be transferred into heaven which is where we're all going to go eventually the thing about this world is that it's so easy to be consumed with the thought of really enjoying and reveling in and living in this world. And it's good to have a good life. But when it becomes all-consuming, you know, the scripture says, what good is it for a man to gain the world but lose his soul? It's a very powerful scripture because unfortunately that's what happens a lot. This man wasn't able to lose his identity for the sake of God, for the sake of um, following Jesus. He wasn't able to. He was challenging. It's just like telling a celebrity, okay, you've amassed this amount of fame. You've amassed this amount of wealth, but I need you to drop it and I need you to come and be a minister, be a pastor. 
or you know be a missionary you know how challenging that would be because it's their identity this is something that they have grown to enjoy they've grown to love this is who they are and telling someone to drop who they are or who they think they are and follow you to be someone else is not easy so let's move on to the next one so um the man walked away sad understandably or expected as i should say expected he walked away sad because he had great wealth we understand that that was his identity you know then jesus said to the disciples do you know do you understand how difficult it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of god um it's like putting a camel through we know it as putting a camel through the needle of a for the eye of a needle which is literally impossible and um that's a it's a good indication that being a christian being a believer a follower of christ isn't always going to be comfortable there are some major sacrifices that you're going to have to make it's all about sacrifice when you become a believer because your flesh your mind has to be completely transformed and you have to make that choice you have to allow the holy spirit to minister to you you have to go through that purging uh season you have to be stripped and it's not an easy process but it's worth you know like when someone is say for example they're studying for an exam i know when i was when i was doing when i was in university i had friends who would put their feet in cold water maybe ice cold water so they could stay awake to do their exams friends who didn't sleep for days friends who were broken they were eating baked beans you know from from the can they were sleeping in the library they were doing all these things because they had a goal they wanted to get that qualification that degree and now they're fully enjoying the benefits of that degree the wealth has now come they're getting good jobs they're enjoying life but there was a season where they had to go through that challenge of being able to delay gratification and study when it comes to our faith there will be a season where god has to just strip everything away the things that will not allow you to fully see him to fully understand him and it will be painful it might be challenging it's not going to necessarily be easy and no one said that your faith will be easy no one said it's going to be 100% comfortable and that's the challenge a lot of people and um, there's a phrase that i heard the other day called gummy bear christianity <laughs> where people just think everything is all about them it's all about them it's all about me i just want to be blessed and yes i'm a christian but i want god to bless me i don't necessarily want to do everything else that is required for me to be blessed which is to actually follow jesus wholeheartedly but i just want to pray and say okay god give me a car give me a house and i receive it and that's it i don't want to have to do anything else i don't really want to have to change my lifestyle i don't really want to have to pray I don't really want to have to read the bible I just want to pray when I need to pray and that is not that is not how it works. You actually have to cut ties with whatever you think your identity is and understand that your identity is in Christ and when your identity is in Christ you follow him wholeheartedly. No in between, no lukewarmness, 100%. You do what he asks you to do even when it is it's challenging. So quickly moving on because of time. So then um In verse 27 Peter blurts out because Jesus says to him he merely speaking no one can save themselves because no one because it, um 
no, sorry. He said, humanly speaking, no one can save themselves. But what seems impossible to you is never impossible to God. So we are saved because of God. And Jesus blurted out, here we are. We're giving up everything to follow you. What reward will be for us? And I found this very interesting because they were with Jesus. They witnessed miracles. They heard him speak the most amazing parables. They had direct access to him. You know, they questioned what reward will there be for us because letting go of everything sometimes doesn't mean that you won't miss your old life it doesn't mean you won't feel it it will cost you jesus paid the ultimate price it cost him his life right so that we could have life so that we could be saved we are gonna have to pay a price at some point we're gonna have to bear our own cross. we're gonna have to let go of something that is dear to us um, and sometimes the reward won't come immediately. It won't come just like that. Okay. The reward will come through revelation, through understanding, deeper and better understanding of who God is and what he wants. You know, right now, if someone is just coming to the faith and maybe they're not really understanding who God is and what he is all about, it might be challenging for them to really understand the scripture naturally. But once they spend time in his presence, once they become more familiar with his character, once they understand the mandate upon their life, the calling upon their life, purpose of their life, doing things as extreme as this might still be challenging, but it will become easier and it will become a necessity. They will see it as a necessity as opposed to an option. And the reward, which I found really interesting, what Jesus said here, if the rich man had perhaps stayed and heard all of this, he would have maybe learned something. Because it says in verse 29, for anyone who has left behind their home and property, leaving family, brothers or sisters, mothers or fathers or children, for my sake, they will be repaid a hundred times over and will inherit eternal life. So that means you will be repaid in this lifetime and then you will also inherit eternal life. So you will be repaid in this lifetime. You will inherit eternal life and you will enjoy in heaven as well. When it says give and it shall come back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and rolling over. When you give to God, give your time, give your heart, most especially give your mind, give your money, give everything. You can never ever lack but i think the issue is people want to see things immediately and people expect the the reward to look and feel a certain way they expect the riches to come and look a certain way well you know someone who has peace of mind is very rich in my opinion peace of mind as much as peace of mind as much as people think that peace of mind can be bought it cannot be bought it can only be sought from god peace of mind cannot be bought yes you can probably live in a house and have security cameras everywhere and you have security guards everywhere protecting you but even amongst the security men there could be someone who is corrupt who is out to you know to do something bad even with all that protection, there's some people who are protected by, like I said, security guards and cameras and all that. They're even still fearful because they think, what if somebody bypasses the security camera? What if one of the security men is corrupt? Peace of mind cannot really be paid for. That's something that only God can give. 
perfect peace peace that surpasses human understanding that's the type of peace i'm talking about i believe some people i believe that's one of one of the ways to say if someone is rich in my personal opinion because sometimes you look at wealthy people and i don't want to make it seem that wealthy people are not at peace or they're not happy no because some of them are using their wealth for god's glory and i believe that it is important for us to be wealthy it does say it's biblical for us to be to be financially sound and to use the money wisely to help build and advance the kingdom i believe that is the calling of some people they have the mind they have the generous the generous spirit they have the desire to make sure that the kingdom of god is is um displayed around the earth and they have the ability to do so um but ultimately i believe that this the scripture is about letting go of what we think is our identity so that we can adopt fully our true identity and that will mean cutting off mindsets certain mindsets certain desires perhaps even certain people ego is a really big thing pride is a very big thing that needs to be looked at um that can really ultimately destroy someone's relationship with god because someone can say why should i have to do this why do i need to sell everything this person's not selling everything this person's not doing this and they'd be and and they're being blessed so why do i have to sell um and act this way so i can be blessed say be this person didn't have to really be praying and acting a certain way in order to get that job or this person didn't have to you know court this person too long for them to get married or you know you it's very easy to compare yourself sometimes when it comes to things of god like oh why should i have to do this or why should i to do that <clears throat> gone are those days where you're looking at others and comparing yourself yes sometimes when you look at the um uh the people in the bible for example look at paul you might aspire to be you know like paul and that's a good thing that's not necessarily a bad thing but then when you're comparing yourself and saying to people saying to yourself well i don't need to do this because so and so didn't do this no that's that's not that's not a good thing God has given you a specific mandate, a specific call, a specific purpose, and it's going to cost you something. Um lastly before I round up, in Job chapter 36 verse 11, it says, "If they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment." It's a given that you will enjoy the fruits of your labor it's a given that you will enjoy your life um you don't you you will you will reap what you sow or is it you sow what you reap you reap what you sow yes you sorry you will reap what you sow if you obey and and serve him like jesus said 100 times over you will be repaid and you will spend the rest of your days in prosperity so be excited about the future enjoy the moment now and just make sure that you are fully ready to let go of whatever it is that could be stopping you from living for Jesus fully thank you so much over to you sister sovina okay sister sovia is not here I don't know. Sorry, I thought she was here. 
if okay we can round up let's just quickly pray before we round up father god we thank you for this word that we heard today i just pray heavenly father lord if there's anything that we have in us that will not allow us to follow you wholeheartedly anything that we need to let go of anything that we think is our identity but actually is not we pray for revelation right now we pray lord as we venture into this new month oh god that you will continue to show us the roots that we should take that you will continue to divinely guide us and protect us oh god and be, be our shield and also be our mouthpiece lord when we speak let it be you that speaks lord we pray for our hearts as well that we will make them so comfortable for you to live in and we pray for understanding that being a follower of Christ will cost us something, but the reward will be great. But fundamentally, we follow you because we love you and we want to see you glorified. We want to see you manifested amongst the whole people, amongst the earth. We want people to recognize and understand that you are the true and only living God. And we pray, Lord, through our actions, through our words, through everything that we do, that people will be able to see you through us and that our identity will continue to be steadfast in you in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen thank you so much for listening everyone god bless you and um have a wonderful day remember to command your mornings speak life into this month of february in your spare time just speak life when you leave the house when you're on the bus when you're in the car when you're um even when you're in your bed just speak life into this month that this will be a great month an interesting and eye-opening month for you in jesus name thank you so much everyone god bless you bye bye thank you bye <laughs>